Welcome to EM Guidewire, your guide to emergency medicine, brought to you by the residents and faculty from Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's time for Sports Medicine. Hello, Jeremy Driscoll here again for another episode of Sports Medicine Corner. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, Liz Frank injuries, or if you're from France, Liz Frank injuries. But here in America, we call them Liz Frank injuries. These are tarso-metatarsal fracture dislocations, essentially disruption of that TMT joint complex. Most often, it's referred to specifically as an injury to the second metatarsal, which causes disruption of the other metatarsals. Now often this may just be a purely ligamentous injury or associated fracture dislocation. And this is gonna have really important treatment implications whether it is truly ligamentous, otherwise involving the bony injury, as well as operative versus non-operative management. Most commonly this is gonna occur in your males in about their 30s. These are really important to diagnose in the emergency department. I've found studies that indicate up to 30% of these injuries are missed on initial visits, and there's significant morbidity associated with this if left untreated. You can result in progressive foot deformity, chronic pain, and dysfunction. Now, how these happen, and we'll talk a little about the biomechanics regarding this because it is pretty important, I think, but most often mechanism is some sort of indirect rotational force and axial load while the foot is hyperplantar flexed. And this is really pressure applied over the forefoot in this position. When you have hyperflexion, compression, and abduction exerted on the forefoot, you get tons of energy transmitted specifically to that tarsometatarsal joint articulation. What happens is that you then get your metatarsals displaced in the dorsolateral direction. Try thinking about a running back trying to push through a row of linemen or a sprinter right off the block. Now, let's talk a little bit about anatomy, and specifically anatomy of the midfoot. So you have about five different bones in the midfoot, and when I say about five, I mean exactly five bones. They are going to be your three cuneiforms. You have your medial, intermediate, or middle, as well as lateral cuneiform, your navicular, as well as your cuboid bone. Now within the midfoot, there is the Lisfranc joint complex, and that consists of three joint articulations. The first is the tarsometatarsal articulation. The second is the intermetatarsal articulation. And finally, the intertarsal articulations. Now, there are several ligaments within this joint complex. However, I want to focus on the Liz Frank ligament. This ligament is very important, and it stabilizes the second metatarsal to the midfoot arch. It's an intraosseous ligament that goes from the medial cuneiform to the base of the second metatarsal over the plantar surface of the midfoot. This is important because there is no direct ligamentous attachment between the first and second metatarsal. Now, if you have a patient that comes in with an acute foot injury and your suspicion is high for this type of injury, what might you see on physical exam? Usually the patient's going to be complaining of severe pain and inability to bear weight on the affected foot. When examining the foot, you may see medial plantar bruising with swelling throughout the midfoot. There will be direct tenderness over the tarsometatarsal joint, as well as pain with pronation and passive abduction of the midfoot. Now, there is a good test to examine for high-suspicion Lisfranc injuries. And what this is called is the instability test. What you'll do with one hand, mostly your dominant hand, is grasp the heads of the metatarsals and then apply a dorsal force to the forefoot while your other hand palpates the TMT joint directly. If you get subluxation dorsally, this does suggest instability and will require orthopedic consultation. If you can displace the first and second metatarsals specifically, 
This indicates global instability and high suspicion of that Liz Frank ligament rupture. When the plantar ligaments are intact, dorsal subluxation will not occur with stress, and injury can be treated non-operatively. And always with this type of injury, evaluate for compartment syndrome. Don't forget your six Ps. Now, initial imaging modality of choice is going to be a plain film. We'll get AP lateral as well as oblique views. However, you can obtain a stress view if you have a high suspicion of injury and you do not see anything abnormal on your AP lateral or oblique views. Additionally, you can obtain weight bearing with comparison views to see if there is some sort of injury that was not seen on the non-stressed view. Now, there are five critical radiographic signs that indicate midfoot instability and Liz Frank injury. I'm not going to go over all five, but I want to go over two of them that I think are the most important and easiest ones for emergency department providers to see. One of the first signs that is diagnostic of a Liz Frank injury is discontinuity if you draw a line from the medial base of the second metatarsal to the medial side of that middle cuneiform bone. Additionally, the second most important sign is widening of the interval between the first and second metatarsal. Sometimes you may see what's called a flex sign, and this is a bony fragment from an avulsion-type fracture in the first metatarsal space of avulsion of the Liz Frank ligament from the base of the second metatarsal. Like I said, discontinuity from the medial base of the second metatarsal to the middle cuneiform, as well as widening of the space between the first and second metatarsal are both diagnostic for this type of injury. You can refer to the show notes for the other three signs for a radiographic evidence of a Liz Frank injury. Additional imaging modalities include CT scan and MRI. CT will be helpful usually for diagnosis and preoperative planning, and MRI will be mostly useful for diagnosing a purely ligamentous injury. Now, let's talk about treatment. Like I said, if this is strictly a ligamentous injury, this will be non-operative most of the time. You can place the patient in either a posterior splint or sometimes cast immobilization. Posterior splints will be used most often for sprains and non-displaced fracture. And this is why we want to get the stress view radiograph, because if we do see a fracture, this will change our management. But if you do not see any displacement on a weight-bearing or stress radiograph, and there's no bony evidence on imaging, this is usually a dorsal sprain and can be treated conservatively. Operative management includes operative reduction and internal fixation. This is most often for any evidence of instability or greater than 2 millimeters of shift in between that first and second metatarsal joint space. Operative intervention is really favored for bony fracture dislocations as opposed to purely ligamentous injuries. Additional interventions include primary arthrodesis. This can be used for actual purely ligamentous arch injuries with progressive pain or worsening pain as well as functional immobility. And primary arthrodesis can also be an alternative to ORIF in patients with any evidence of instability with some possible benefits of surgical repair. Thank you for listening once again to Sports Medicine Corner. I am Jeremy Driscoll. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go! Be awesome today! CMC out.